0: Episode number 46. It's been a lot of fun hanging out with Michael, breaking down these songs, and having some guests along the way. We do have a couple of uh, new guests to the podcast coming up in future episodes, also, some repeat guests as well. And if this sounds like something that you'd enjoy doing, we would love to have you on to break down some of your favorite songs and just enjoy, uh, you know, time hanging out together. So please uh, reach out. You can find me on Instagram, ShaggyVS, S H A G G Y V S, or uh, shoot us an email, We didn't write at gmail.com. For now, enjoy Michael's Pick, poured out by Rival Choir.
1: I'll tell, I'll tell the listeners what I just encountered with you, though, that I'm very proud of. Very proud. Oh. Um, so, for all you um, listeners out there... I can hear there, us chewing into the microphone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Clearly, we don't respect anyone anymore. But all of you listening out there, coast to coast, uh, shout out what's going on. Happy 5th... Oh, I can't say the date. That's part of the podcast game. Is it doesn't matter. You have to believe that i'm saying this live (laughs) when we so now you know it's the
0: fifth of july (laughs) so you're
1: recording this happy fifth um brandon and i often need to use the bathroom in between uh songs Separately. <laughs> yes. Uh, we haven't gotten to the point where we're sharing the sort of No sword yet. fighting <laughs> yet. Our no. friendship
0: is not that great yet.
1: <laughs> no, but it might be soon because of what I'm going to tell you next. <laughs> uh, Brandon uses the bathroom. I'm hanging in the kitchen. I use the bathroom. We're both in the kitchen. <laughs> okay. First of all, as, as an aspiring writer, what I just did was I just included extraneous information. That no one needs Spent to know. He's
0: purred happily. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: me. I just needed to start with us in the kitchen. I didn't have to talk about us using in the bathroom. So there I was in the kitchen with Brandon. And we're about to go back downstairs. And he just goes incredibly nonchalantly, Hey, uh, there's some Twizzlers over there and uh, graham crackers right there. And then he walks downstairs. And I thought to myself, I feel like we're becoming really close. Because... No way would someone come to Brandon's house for the first time and he would say, Hey, uh, Twizzlers are right there, Graham Crackers are right there, help yourself. (laughs) They would be like, It's this guy, but like for me, I was like, We're getting close, like, this is cool.
0: So, it's definitely a a bachelor style move. (laughs)
1: And it's funny because I was totally on board. There wasn't oh, yeah. a fraction of me that was like. That's why I didn't. I'm ask not going to get Twizzlers.
0: Them. Yeah, you just knew. It, I didn't ask you if you wanted them. It was uh, licorice over there, <laughs> graham crackers over there. Yeah, there wasn't a moment where I was
1: like, "Am I really going to have licorice in a cinnamon graham cracker?" I was like, "Hell yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing." So, and if you don't like that combination, I love you. Um,
0: so rival choir poured out. That might be this might be the first time I've had licorice and graham crackers just one shot after the other. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's, it's yeah. It's it's two, <laughs> two randos I pulled that. It's, it's what's there. That's what you
1: do. <laughs> it's, it's like what there, it's <laughs> what's there. You're absolutely correct, man. I, I hate to be so stereotypical cuz we keep saying this 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 word bachelor, but there's just a lot of truth to some of these things. And for me, I'll walk into my kitchen and just eat Something. What's there? Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then I'll just roll out. <laughs> okay. I'm not. I got stuff I got to do. Okay. Uh, um, anyways. Poured sh- out. Poured out. Uh, rival Choir. Rival Choir. Formerly known as, I think, Mouth of the South. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that. Yeah. And
0: I got In some my other albums. Base amount of research.
1: Yeah. So. Um, I believe they're on Face Down Records. Yeah, yeah. Face Down, shout out. They got some great bands. Uh, their lyrics are quite evangelical, and I'm f- totally fine with it. I really enjoy because I think he's just a great songwriter and lyricist, and they're just super powerful. Um, but I mean, there's some, especially like Mouth of the South. There's some uh, some of the lyrics just get too um. Uh, Principle than like biblical like inerrancy, I think early on, you know. So it's just like, eh. but um, some of the later lyrics, I feel like he's able to use um, his relationship with God and biblical principles, and still offer it up as something that I think people can identify to that don't have any sort of. Perhaps if you're like a athe- like an atheist, you know, some of his lyrical content might not works super well because there's a spiritual element in it but i think agnostically uh folks could maybe glean some things from his lyrics but that's probably my biased opinion but i lead with saying the lyrics because this this song is obviously very lyrically heavy it drives the music um but when i heard um because by this time i was just always on the prowl for like face down like what's the next face down uh, album that's coming out, you know. And so, Rival Choir, they're releasing this Rival Choir album. And I hadn't even listened to Mouth of the South. So, when I saw it was coming out, I think this was one of the first songs this or Aftermath um, I listened to. And I was like, dude, this is really cool. And then I found out they were Mouth of the South. And it was quite a bit different approach. And I thought it was kind of neat that they like rebranded themselves and went kind of in a different direction. Um, they kind of took more of a. Um, they infuse their music, I think, with a little more punk rock-ish. Um, I, I don't know if I should say punk rock, but they, um, I feel like, kind of unburdened themselves from some of the um, typical metal genre um, song structures they were trying to do with Mouth of the South. And I I think from an artistic perspective, they they really kind of bloomed with this. And so it's kind of a bummer that they put this album out and then broke up. Um,
0: Is it just the one that they had?
1: Yeah, this is the only rival choir album. So anyways, um, this isn't necessarily my favorite song on the album, but it's the first track in, it was very powerful for me when I first heard it. And um, like, yeah, especially the line that leads into, you know, something about, you know, my mistakes will follow me wherever I go. And then it just hits that breakdown. It's just like, I just love that, Um, just love that principle. And it it can kind of be seen as cliche, but that's a huge, um, it's a huge cliche in like recovery is they say, you know, wherever I go, you know, there I am. And uh, because often in recovery and then, you know, um, as I've gone through recovery, I've noticed this happen to people in other facets of their life is we often try to run from things, hide from things and... Um, it is not uncommon for addicts to try and geographically fix their problem. Like if I literally go to another city or another state and I don't have all these dealer's numbers and I don't know all the dope spots and blah, 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 like I can, you know, and they follow themselves there. And there's something very powerful about that. And so I didn't mean to mention any of this off the bat, but it's kind of perfect because this song is about an In individual literally pouring themselves out, trying to absolve themselves of all this um, kind of destructive tendencies that is just like
0: dwelling within them. So, as you can see, I'm pretty pumped on this song. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I'm looking forward to kind of hearing some of your thoughts because I I know a few bands off of Face Down Records. I'm obviously you know familiar yes. with the uh, with the record company, but um, <clears throat> I hadn't I hadn't listened to these guys prior to you. Mentioning that you wanted to do them uh, for this podcast, so I mean, it, it definitely uh, right when it came in, I was like, "Yeah, man, this this is see, I'm it's proving the point that you are one of the most metal people that I know. There are a lot of posers out there that even play the stuff, but like this is this is your this is your you heard it here, yeah. <laughs> this is your thing, man. I what I what I really like about this is that they don't have any shitty singing vocals throughout the song it would just and honestly this style is just i mean it's all over the place in this style you know what i mean this this kind of genre you just have to deal with that constantly and so um it's kind of kind of a breath of fresh air to hear a band in this genre not subject the listener to shitty singing vocals but dude uh, we'll take us so you 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 brought this up you i think i just heard you say this is not your favorite song but you brought this one up it's the first one on the album so kind of take take me through your first experience hearing it how did you like i, I obviously you you found out because of face down records i'm assuming just kind of mm-hmm. going through their library or, or whatever but do you do you remember the first time hearing this
1: yeah i remember the first time hearing poured out i was in my uh I it did one of the classic things that we do sometimes where I just sampled it on my phone just to hear yeah. what it was like. And then eight seconds in, I was like, nope, yeah. <laughs> not disrespecting <laughs> the song like that. Um, so yeah, I yeah, it's not my favorite song in the album, but I really love this song. So I, I want to make sure to say that because I, it's, it's definitely up there. And I, I really enjoy this entire album. Um, but I thought the this song in particular too is unique because there's no... Uh, uh, chorus. It's just verses, and there might be some of the lines that are repeated. You could think of as like a chorus, so maybe there is. But there's no classic structure where it's like we're gonna do this, then we're gonna um, hit a chorus, and we're gonna go back to a verse, then we're gonna do a bridge. Like it's in your face right off the bat, and then it just kind of builds and just keeps charging at you. And it, when I first heard "Poured Out," it kind of reminded me of. Um, I don't like comparing anyone with the chariot, but I do like to draw some... um, uh, Similarities? Yeah, some similarities in some some of the, you know, uh, kind of heavy approaches like they take. And so one thing the chariot does really well is just kind of like constantly leaning in. You know what I mean? Like they lean in and then they lean in more and then they lean in more. And so, so some heavy music will kind of lean into you and put pressure on you, but then it'll just come back, you know? And it, it, so it makes it a little more recreational for you to listen to. But one thing the Chariot does really well is it's like, no, we're in your face right now and we're going to stay there. And and But then through that, you just form this closer relationship, right? And so when I first heard poured out, it was just kind of like coming at me a lot of lyrics. And I was like, "Whoa, this is awesome!" It was like this deluge, and the that when it hit that part and that breakdown, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like this band has got it going on. And so, yeah, I listened to the whole album because when I heard "Poured Out," because I think I heard "Aftermath" is the first song they released, and then I listened to the whole album starting with "Poured Out." listened to the whole thing, and I listened to this album a ton, um, and I still do. I still put it on my like playlist when I go for runs and um i just think that there's a lot of one one focus of his lyrics is humility and i don't find really good ways to write about humility other than being kind of grossly transparent and like legitimately offering yourself up to the consumer as a really flawed individual you know and there's this kind of virtue Um, pivot that I feel like artists try to make sometimes is in talking about humility or honesty or other things, they kind of try and prop themselves up, you know, to this kind of moral high ground, you know, and that's not really like what it's about, you know, it's almost like they're trying to proclaim like, Hey, I recognize and understand like what humility is supposed to be. And like, I'm there and like, this is what I am. But in this, um, I feel like he is very self-aware of, of that, and so he is just kind of toiling within himself because I think halfway through the album, there's um, one part where he screams, like, I am the king of false humility. And I really feel like he sincerely like means that. And I, I, can, I can identify with that a lot because as someone who likes to write and as someone who likes to grow spiritually, um, humility can often be... Um, like a trap, you know, because I, I want to be a humble person. That's like one of my biggest goals, but I'm also a flawed human. And so sometimes I find myself thinking that I'm being humble or th- you know what I mean? Thinking I got it going on. And then a couple weeks later, I look back at the way I interacted with someone or the way I did something. I was like, oh man, I was like, all fucked up with that, you know? And that's kind of part of the game, you know? And I'm okay with that because I'm going to continue to try and chase humility, but In doing so, I just don't see how you can do that without kind of purging yourself of the kind of messed up thoughts. You know, That and that's just me. That's just my opinion. Some people are probably a lot more level-headed than I am, and it doesn't take that much mental calisthenics to, like, be (laughs) humble. But for me, it does. And so I just can resonate with his writing style a lot. He's just kind of, he's just aggressive in the way he um, inventories himself, and I love that.
0: Well, I, I think from a <clears throat> from a lyrical standpoint, when you talk about you know the humility, um, maybe the theme of humility, or at least kind of what um, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm not going at going at this the right way. But I I think it's funny because I have a different perception of the lyrics altogether. Sorry, I was using
1: that probably as more thematic of the album, not sure. this not this song. I, I don't I probably I, I, haven't let, even spoke on the song yet, but yeah, sorry. Well, let
0: me clarify yeah. in the on the subject, not necessarily the subject of humility, but kind of you saying in listening to this song that you can really still connect with the lyrics and and as you kind of said before, you even think that Somebody that maybe isn't an you know evangelical can still look at this and glean something from it, and and kind of some of the principles that are maybe in there. I think there's a lot there's a lot of of both self reflection and, um, you know, self criticism with within these lyrics. Yeah. They're they're this is just littered with all kinds of self like critic um, criticism of self, and so. Um, I I guess, why don't... Do you want to start with just kind of breaking down the lyrics? No,
1: I'm kind of... I want to hear yours, actually, because I'm Uh, I'm interested. Yeah, yeah. And and like about the song, too. I've done enough talking. Um, I'm legit... Because I this is one of those things where I'm like interested in hearing um, Well, your thoughts.
0: I think that what's important, I guess, to clarify, or maybe clarify is not the right word, I guess just state, is that I started my... Let's continue to use the word evangelical, all right? So I, yeah. I started my evangelical walk um, from the first thing I can remember being, like, maybe four or five years old. Like, I was just in the church system. And again, it wasn't because my dad or mom forced me to, like, go to that. I was raised there. They went. But then I also made a very conscious choice mm-hmm. to attend, and I began to develop really strong relationships and— um, so at a very young age i was uh, uh as as we've discussed in in other episodes my my brain was being fixed to a lot of those teachings and so <clears throat> um there are many lyrics many songs that have lyrics that are in this same vein that um all kinds of different you know call it evangelical let's keep using that word bands would just have a lot of self-criticism and me coming out of the church system when I was um, 18, you know I still heavily you know believed in Jesus and wanted to follow God and as I've kind of discussed, it's kind of mid mid20s where I started doing a lot of the questioning and kind of um, trying to figure things out anyway. Uh, it was always that whole Jesus first, yourself last, others in between, and putting yourself down and having that self-criticism. And it's, what's funny is, see, uh, you got into the, you, um, after kind of recovery, that's when you, like, what year was it that you kind of started yeah, attending yeah. church and getting involved in that community? Yeah, uh, 25, 26. You were 25 or 26, yeah. right? So. We have completely different stories because yeah. by the time I was my mid twenties, kind of pulling away was when you were going in. Yeah, and so a lot of the the things that I am jaded by, you have much more um, like a, a self reflection that can go along with it that isn't littered with just what would be a similar to like a brainwashing that I had to, I had yeah. to, I had to like pro I had I really to completely feel for you on that. cut the programming away from myself. right yeah. Cause I was that I'm using words that people would just understand. I don't, I don't mean to make it sound like I was like in this cult, but I was so self-critical, so down on myself. Anything good had to come from God. Anything um, good could not possibly come from me. I'm, I'm worthless. I came from dirt. Mm -hmm. When this life is over, I can only hope to get to heaven where I can just worship Jesus and God for eternity. Mm -hmm. And I am nothing, right? So when I read lyrics like this, it's quite triggering. <laughs> oh man, I'm so but sorry. No, no, no. I didn't even hold on. I think it's yeah. I think it's perfect to discuss though because yeah. I don't I don't put it in a way like ah, I can't handle it. This is not healthy sure. for me. yeah, I didn't even think about that. Anytime though, yeah. I go through and I'm like reading some of these kinds of, of things, what it what it makes me feel though is how I can be. Um, I used to see eye to eye with this, and I used to get down on myself and allow it to get me there. Mm -hmm. Whenever I read these, I'm in such a good headspace and a a positive place that I just get incredibly thankful that, like, I feel like I kind of rose from exactly what this guy is wanting to kind of rise out of Mm -hmm. because of, of the place that he's stuck in. Yeah. I feel like I rose out of that place. Yeah. And, um, it came with a bit of abandoning my faith, but I rose out of this just hell of, of, uh, of you know, low self-worth. Yeah. And so um, to hear you, that's why I'm kind of interested now in your story yeah. because I don't want mine to, like, jade your story at any way. No. Yeah, yeah, because. It's so funny that through that evangelical lens, ours is so different that you would hear this and feel like you can reap good things from it about being humble, about self-reflection. Yeah. I, I kind of want to hear what you have to say. I'm kind of putting words a little bit yeah. in your mouth right now. but uh, um, And then for me, it's more or less like, oh, I could show you hundreds of songs that have lyrics very similar to this that I read now, and I'm like, that person is, is lost in yeah. my mind, sure, my sure. kind of lost, yeah. they don't know their own self because they bury it in hopes, in effort to put God up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, I-, I think that there are a couple of lines in here, and literally only a couple of lines, that I like read and I'm like, oh, that's kind of a cool way to put it. Like, all my demons found an open door is just kind of a cool way to to put the point that he's trying to make, mm-hmm. so it's not that I think the lyrics are terrible because I do think there's clear effort and and somewhat of a of a of a great arrangement of words. Yeah, but the overall theme is um, hard. It's it's hard. It's not. It's I don't know. It's hard for me to to not read these lyrics or hear them and not think about you know the first half of my life
1: and what I rose out Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So
0: um, anyway, I, I think uh, though, I, I really kind of want to hear your take because um, it's just so funny how our experiences while similar are, are dramatically different. And I think it's all about the timing in our lives.
1: Yeah, I think you know? it's, so, and, and also like the type, the kind of church that we went to too and the, the tenants, you know, from, from what I hear,
0: but you're also not nearly as impressionable at 25 as you are at 7. Yeah. Right, true, true. Dramatically different. Yeah.
1: You you you're right. You're right. Um uh and also but like my experience too and maybe it's cuz I just didn't put a lot of stock in it because I just didn't buy into it because there was ne- honestly there was never much of a time during my uh, while I called myself a Christian, that I, like, thought about going to heaven or even thought I was, like, going to heaven or anything like that, like, I didn't really, and most of the time, too, I, I had a issue with um, the salvation of others, like, pretty, like, right off the bat, you know, when I thought about other people, like, going to hell because they didn't accept Christ in their life or whatever. Like I just didn't, I was like, whatever, man, that's not what I'm here for. And so, but unfortunately I had to address that later on, you know, as as I became more part of the church and interested in it, I needed to be on board with the core principles and I just wasn't able to. So that's, you know, why I stopped going. And now I no longer refer to myself as a Christian, but yet still use the language that I believe in God uh, because there's certain in my opinion, core principles that makes someone a Christian. <laughs> if you don't have those core principles, and I'm not going to call myself a Christian if I'm not a Christian. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But, uh, so, but it, I, we did, I mean, and I, I don't know, man, my heart just kind of breaks for you hearing like a lot of the stuff that you went through because I, I know, and I know other people that have gone through that too. And it's, it's incredibly demoralizing, you know, um, having the, um, And I mean, Cameo went through a a decent amount of this kind of identity um, just rupture because uh, I think she did channel some of those thoughts of like heaven and hell. And that's like a very scary thing as a kid to go through. Like hearing her talk about like thinking she might go to hell for like doing certain things and being certain ways, like in elementary school or middle school, like that is... It's sickening to me, really, honestly. And I have a lot of um, hostility towards it. Uh, Something that I would think of as as righteous anger, but that's a whole other separate uh, issue. I think that,
0: I don't know the man that wrote these lyrics, but I I think that, um, you know, when you take the line, I sought salvation through the ink in my pen, as if it held the parts of me that I just couldn't cleanse. I am stuck on repeat regurgitating everything that's inside of me screaming the same words for all these years god why is my trust outweighed by my fears those are things that like when i would just when i would struggle with doubt or like um even like sexual tension when you're a mm-hmm. teenager trying oh, yeah. to believe in god and not try to you know in your you're just like pushing back these sexual desires at a very formative time in your life. And you're like, oh, this is just Satan trying to take control of me. And like, you're trying to suppress all of these just things that you feel because you're a human being and like, you feel like you're stuck on this repeat. Like, why can't I just trust you, God? Why can't I just like be, you know, be who you would want me to be? And you get in this cycle of like, I don't know, insanity, yeah, and it was uh, um, to have that, especially at a time when your body's going through just oh yeah, shit. I never would ever want to go back to being a sixteen to eighteen year old boy. Oh yeah. like that is such a clusterfuck of a time in a boy's life figuring shit out and the whole time that you're feeling worthless and that you're not accomplishing what God would want you to do. And you're having all of these feelings that are clearly from the enemy kind of a thing. Like when I read this stuff, I see a guy that is just in his head, like he's just totally, um, you know, feeling worthless about having very normal, sure responses sure. to certain things and so i i wouldn't doubt reading this guy's lyrics that he is just i mean into it hard <laughs> yeah he is into this he is into it balls deep as i was and you know i, I almost this is almost when it's like you know it, jesus uh save us you know from uh from your followers here. <laughs> like I mean, these, these kind of things, these are like terrifying to me to like somebody being stuck in that cycle.
1: Oh man. So. Yeah. No, this is crazy. I'll tell you what I get out of it. Yeah. You know, it just for, for what it's worth, but I, yeah, I feel so, but now I feel really bad, but, uh, you shouldn't, it's, no, a, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a, it's good. Uh, well, I just didn't I, think I, of contextually, you know, because of your past experience. Anyways, yeah. uh, what, so what I get out of it, I can totally see where you're coming from. I, I, I can, I can, you know, definitely uh, so for me, when it comes to the um, like sickening of self, so for me, and this is just my spiritual beliefs, I feel like I feel like there's a darkness within me and within other people that I've worked with in recovery, right? Like the disease of addiction is what we call it. Um, but it it transcends that. Like I've just seen people deal with things in their life, and there's this strange, um, self destructive behavior that I've observed many people have that requires discipline to overcome. You know what I mean? And if you get complacent and if you get stagnant, then you can, um, unfortunately, backslide into this just very self destructive damaging behavior to yourself and others. And so that's an experience I come from, especially like in it, in it with being a recovering addict. And so that's one thing I love about like parts of these lyrics is, um, for me, like I do have demons that try to find an open door and, and if they do, uh, it's awful, you know, it's terrible. And so one way I do reconcile with that is through the pen, you know? And so, but I think, I mean, to your credit to what you're saying, I would imagine that my relationship with my higher power may be um, fairly different than hearing what you suspect he's going through, you know, because um, I don't feel um, an amount of uh, shame so much at all with it, with my higher power, but I do seek out like strength and guidance from my higher power in my relationship with them to confront these things, you know, because I don't like to confront these things on, um, my own in the sense of, um, yeah, I'm not going to go into my opinion on my relationship, with my higher power, but anyways, um, like the way I reconcile with these things, I have a lot of similarities with, with, with what he's talking about. And so, um, Yeah, some of the lyrics I just can't... I just don't relate with in this, you know? But I do like... um, uh, uh, Where is it? Where is it? Yeah, I'm still just stuck on repeat. I'm getting sick. I'm getting sick of this. It's all starting to feel like home no matter how far I run. My mistakes follow me wherever I go. Um, That whole I'm getting sick... um, I actually just had an experience recently where... um, Uh... Okay. It's a long story that I'll make short. Sometimes in recovery, I, um, I sponsor people. Right. And so, um, the other night I went over and I did step work with a sponsee. Right. And the night before I had like a different commitment. And so yesterday, um, I needed to get, like, a meeting in um, to just kind of level myself off. And I, like, forgot about it <laughs> until a couple hours before our 4th of July gathering. And um, I was like, oh, man, I need to get a meeting in. I'm just, like, in my head. And I was like, oh, I'll fix it with a workout. And I worked out, and that didn't fix it. <laughs> I was like, okay, I should probably get a meeting in. Well, then I was running out of time. So then I was like, oh, I'll call my sponsor, you know, talk talk with him about it. And he didn't pick up and I'm like running out of time. So anyways, we have like our 4th of July hangout and um, there was some drinking and I got this thought like in my head, it's just, it's just hard for me sometimes to be around alcohol, you know, and I can remove myself from that situation whenever I want and I, and I will. But sometimes as an addict, like you just get every once in a while, you just kind of um, are bummed that that's how, that's how you're that's what you're like, you know, that's how you're programmed. It's like, why can't I be, it stinks, you know, it's, it's, it's humbling. Cause it's like, why can't I be like everyone else and just not have a problem, you know, but that's not who I am. And I've largely accepted that. And, and I surrender to that e- each day. But my point is, is like those little ticks, you know, whether it's in um, recovery or whether it's in like my relationship with Cameo, like, how often have I said things that, you know, a couple hours later, I'm like, why did I, you know what I mean? Why did I speak too soon? Like, why didn't I just let myself process through it? And I'm growing in all those things, right? And I'm proud of myself and how I'm growing in all those things. But every once in a while, I just get so like sick with having to work on myself, Mm -hmm. you know, if that makes sense. Um, And it leads to kind of self-pity and all these things. And so I don't know. The way I experience it isn't probably so much shame-based, but more just like exhaustion probably with the human experience um, because it's not easy to, um, I don't know. Like that's one of my biggest goals is to be like a humble person. And sometimes I just laugh at myself because I'm like, why why didn't I have different goals? Because yeah. like if you really want to be a humble person, like it's fucking difficult because like my initial view of humility is like a very white privileged American view of humility, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, if you chase humility, you soon come to find that um, there's a lot of things that like tie me down to this kind of sickness, you know, like wanting more, needing more, blah, blah. And so I don't know. That's why I kind of get like hyped about this song because it just kind of is like a purging of, um, you know, I'm sick of obsessing over the bills and all these things and this and that like um I just want to free myself from that. And so metal and heavy music like helps me <laughs> like it's just this spiritual like experience. It's like this worship. Yeah. And so it's kind of like a release. So sorry man. I I know I went down like the fucking open a valve there.
0: So maybe you
1: can help us bring it back, but hopefully some of that made sense.
0: No, I, I, it it did. It did. And I really, um, it's actually kind of cool to hear your. It's just kind of cool that the the lyrical content, you know, it's obviously the same lyrics I'm looking at that you're looking at. But how how we internalize them and can utilize them in, in um, self reflection and bettering yourself is a sacrifice. It is not easy to do. It would be a hell of a lot easier to put a beer up in the air and say "fuck it," yeah. right? Yeah. And you see tons and tons and tons of people just doing that. They just they just drown it out. It's like it's it is so much easier. It's like it's like working out for somebody who has no passion or desire to work out, which is like me. Like I don't, dude. I've never woken up and just been like. I love working out, ever. So when I've gone on my kicks of, of working out, it comes at like such a denial of self. And I think most people's experience with working out is like that. That's why there aren't a lot of people walking around with six-packs, right? <laughs> yeah. Because it sucks ass doing it. And it's the same with self-reflection and getting to know yourself and trying to improve yourself and that continual improvement is um, it's it's a it's a it's a mental and a spiritual workout. Mm-hmm. It's every bit as hard and takes every bit as much sacrifice and self denial and all those things and, and searching to find the healthiest way to do that for you yeah. in a way that somebody you know um, just nerds out hard on the 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 you know the content of their food the contents of their food when they're trying to be healthy yeah. and how they go to extreme measures to like get the healthiest thing within them yeah. right that's kind of in a way mentally and spiritually you're trying to find the the you know the little the littlest things and so it's easier then to get upset with yourself mm-hmm. when like oh shoot dude yeah i, I had a salad but I didn't have, like, the best kind of dressing with the salad, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so you beat yourself up a little bit. Yeah. But it's not like you had, you know, a number five at McDonald's. Right. So, like, there's, you. it's tough sometimes to, like, be happy and proud of yourself when you it's know you didn't go as hard in the paint Ye- as you could. Yeah. Right? And so um, it is, it's harder to celebrate the fact that you ate a salad with shitty dressing as opposed to the number five yeah. because you feel like you didn't go all the way. But at a time, you made a little bit of a sacrifice because you didn't really want to do it anyway. I know I'm using a shit comparison, but hopefully that makes sense. And I think that that's what we... I, I, could, I do that. I, I, I can get in that mode as well. Where yeah. Like, But at the end of the day, where you're at, where you were 10 years ago and where you're at now is yeah. the summation of all the little sacrifices you've made along the way and all the positive impacts you've had on other people that have built you up to to be in a position now where like you don't even wanna go down an old road because you got so many people that count on you and you count on yourself in a very positive and healthy way yeah you know and so you have to take that step back and what's that saying of can't see the forest for the trees, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. You got to take a step back and be like, "Dude, this—the journey that I'm on." Yeah. It's uh, it's this is I'm 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 pretty far ahead right now, yeah. and um, I I guess just just, but it, it, my life application in this, which I think it's it, it, typically I save it for the very end, but I think it's just going along with all this. I just wrote in self reflection and criticism is an instrumental part of self discovery and growth. And so, what I would advise somebody to do is, not like I'm anybody that you have to listen to, but don't wallow in the Mm self-criticism or even in the Mm self-reflection, like of all the bad times. You don't want to wallow in it. You want to rise from it. Mm -hmm. And so, be in it. Don't wallow in it rise from it and i think that there's that balance there is just that balance within it Mm -hmm. you know and and this song i think um metal is the perfect avenue for lyrics like this it's the perfect avenue man because it it lets you get out that raw emotion of it all it is the perfect way to just exhale with this kind of stuff you know
1: yeah i i um hell yeah uh You made me think of something, so I'm going
0: to just share this quick. But, um,
1: yeah, like, part of my insanity, too, is um, I don't... So things like this I don't find as um, mystical at all. Like, I find it pretty black and white uh, psychological. Is, unfortunately, there were things that, you know, I developed methods of thinking when I was young, I had a very tumultuous relationship with my father. And I was constantly having to worry about, um, you know, kind of making him happy, not like, it was just walking on eggshells all the time to a very like intense degree, right? So I was always having to analyze myself. Unfortunately, the way that's translated into my um, adult life, and I've worked on it a ton, and I've come a long way, is I obsess over like how I'm perceived by others. And, you know, I always want to make other people happy and I always want to have the right things to say and all this bullshit. And I've had to really work on that and, and, and work on becoming a person that just has a backbone and like can just be themselves. And if people don't like me sometimes, that's fine because not everyone's going to like me as long as I'm being, uh, you know, honest with myself and all these things and whatever. There's this whole fucking gambit that I've had to work on the part of my insanity still to this day is like, dude, there'll be days when like I'm driving home from work and I'm like re-examining whatever conversations we have. And I will like scan it and be like, is there anything dumb I said to Brandon? And is there anything like out of line that I said? And I'll think of conversations I had with people and I think of things I do. And so those, you know, and those weren't, like I said, like, not mystical demons placed within me, but unfortunately it has become, you know, symbolically a demon in my mind to think like that. And so it's it's a lot of work, right? Like it's a lot of work to um, rewire yourself when you go through such a long period of time of thinking in such an unhealthy way. You know, I mean, I'm 33 and I'm dealing with things that started when I was very young. So that's just, like, the awesome celebration, like, of heavy music that I just love is, like, it, you know, um, when, like, breakdowns, like, that hit after, like, a stanza that I can kind of, like, yeah, I'm fucking sick of this too, man. (laughs) You know, like, I get this shit out of my head. Yeah, yeah. And God help me. Um, (laughs) Like, it's super great, you know. Um, But also, I I just, I want to say all that to say... It, and it took me until probably a couple years ago um to find balance in these things you know to celebrate the small victories to learn how to forgive myself because i would get obsessed and caught in the loop of this self improvement you know like oh yeah you did say something dumb never say that again you know blah blah and i learned to understand like yeah you're going to say some stupid things sometimes you know and that's okay because you're 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 probably trying and if you weren't trying then Try next time, you know? Yeah. And what that what what that has offered me is the gift of learning how to forgive other people. Because when I was so condemning of myself, I was doing it to other people way more than I even recognized, you know? Yeah. And like silently, which is a terrible feeling because you're just silently condemning these people (laughs) you know (laughs) who are really trying to do the best they can you know and you've always been a good example of being a um a a grace-filled person and giving others the benefit of the doubt you know and i love i love that about you and it's it's definitely a strong characteristic of yours and so i've learned from that and so now like when people say things to me that i find stupid or out of line or offensive or anything like man i am so much more equipped today to just like Not like love them condescendingly, you know, and that's kind of how I used to be when I used to be more like evangelical is like, you know, kind of that whole line, like, um, you know, love the sinner, hate the sin kind of thing. There's just so much passive uh, uh, aggression in that statement,
0: in my opinion. Um, Yeah, that's a, that, that is a. Uh, just a sickening statement.
1: Yeah. It it sounds great, but like if you really know like the motives behind it, yeah, it Mm -hmm. is, it is sickening because it just shows that people are like disgusted with those people's behavior. And it's like, uh, yeah, they're human and like they're us. (laughs) But, uh, so anyways, like when I, when people, damaging, yeah, it's super damaging. And I've had so many experiences in the last, you know, number of years where like someone says something that I find like very offensive or upsetting. And like, I'm able to take a step back and like, Just like, just be there with them as a person and be like, all right, that fucking threw me off. But like, where are they coming from? Why did they say that? Can I listen to them? Uh, Don't write them off. You know, those kinds of thoughts and like forgiving them, you know, for like anything that I see as a transgression and like, it's taken a really long time. Um, I just,
0: I think in a statement like that, and I, I, I'm not going to break down the statement yeah. love the sinner hate the sin. yeah, but the problem with that is is the you cheapen the definition of love about as low, about as cheap as you could make the definition of love mm-hmm. you do in that statement. Yeah. How can you, like, what does love mean to you then? Because right. love comes with a lot of sacrifice, understanding, self-denial. Yeah. Think about a marriage. I've been married for 16 years. Yeah. It comes with a lot of denying yourself, mm-hmm. a lot of sacrifice, a lot of pulling your hair out mm-hmm. for real, actual, legitimate love. And how are you going to do that when you put somebody down? It's, what you're doing is defining that sinner by their sin in that statement. Yeah. And what you're deeming as sin and what you don't like And what you don't see eye to eye with is what they're committing and most likely a lot in order to define them as a sinner. And where is your sacrifice and understanding to look at their past and see what brought them to that point and why they're going through that hell. Yes. Fuck you and your false love. Mm -hmm. You don't know what love is (laughs) making a statement like that. it, It cheapens the word love so much that it it just these are the kinds of like angry thoughts that i have to kind of suppress because i i also understand though mm-hmm. the fucking hell that the person that makes the statement love the sinner hate the sin they've somewhat been brainwashed yep. to even make a statement like that yep. and you so feel the hell for them. they're going through that they don't even recognize my heart goes out to that motherfucker too yeah 100% y'all motherfuckers <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah it's like i i just it's such a damaging statement and from both ends the person that would say that and the person that would receive that from the person saying it they're both going through hell it's a mess and 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 yeah. and i i see that and just my heart goes out for both of them yeah um, but don't cheapen the word love It, it, it like that. It, yeah. it, it's, it's just, it's just um, egregious, man. Anyway, that's a very triggering statement for me, if you can tell. Yeah, no. I have no. a lot of thoughts on I'm that. I'm pumped that <laughs> on that. Yeah, no, I,
1: I'm not pumped that I triggered you, but I'm pumped to hear um, how passionate you are about these things because I'm passionate about these things too. And I told Cameo, and I don't care how cheesy this sounds, man, like, I think like, I don't know. I'm just, I've been continually experiencing like growth as a person. And it's awesome. It's really exciting. But one thing I've been experiencing lately is just this kind of like blanketing, f- loving feeling just towards people. Like when I'm out and about, because I was raised in such a competitive environment and I didn't realize how much I um, compartmentalized that into being socially competitive, you know? And so um, just with what you're talking about right now, um, I'll use an example. Yeah. Like, If you hate my jealousy, you know, but you love me as a person, I don't see how you're able to separate either of those, you know, because part of me is a jealous person and sure, I hope to snuff out as much jealousy as possible. But my point is, is if you and I are hanging out a couple months from now and you see me behave like jealously towards someone or towards you or something, like, I'm really going to hope that you're like still going to love me, (laughs) you know, like... whether I'm exhibiting that or like not and the, the, the presumptuous part of that statement is claiming that you know, and can define what sin is in others. And what you just labeled is these things that people often find as sin, right. Are simply um, uh, either natured or nurtured characteristics of people. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's like who they are and what they grew up in. And so, Sure, do I think that there's things that we can do that are destructive? Like I'm not going to be like flipping and be like it doesn't matter, like everything's just everything. Like yeah, I think people can do some fucked up stuff and maybe you can call it sin, but like you're cheapening their um uh behavior as like a person because you're signing it like, "Oh, that's sin, but this isn't." It's like there's it's the a,
0: fucking whole package, dude. Yeah, there's also a a and again I, I'm sorry, sorry. We don't <laughs> fired up. I know we're, we're, we're <laughs> yeah, breaking down we're breaking down the <laughs> statement now but I think it still goes along with the theme yeah. of, the, of the song and everything we've been talking about but the difference between you saying um, using jealousy and let's use that as an example is you you wouldn't say um, hate the jealousy but love the jealous person right because Okay, well, is the person jealous all the time, or did they just have a moment of jealousy yeah. that you didn't like that happened, right? The problem is, is that anybody that is not saved by Jesus Christ is a sinner, and it defines their entire worth and being oh, you're and coming at they from they that are. angle as a person. That's what a sinner is, though. A sinner to the—anybody per- who— I would never call somebody a sinner because it's not part of my vocabulary. Uh-huh. I don't assign myself to a religion that defines somebody as a sinner. Yeah. And so you have to understand that when you define yourself as a sinner, it is, it is in, my, in my experience with those that call people sinners, it is like saying I am an American because I live in America and I have an assigned title to me. Being a, having residence in this country. Mm-hmm. I am not European. I am not German. I am American because I have residence in the United States of America. And a sinner is somebody who is not saved by Christ. And so what they're doing, though, is as a sinner and assigning somebody that title is it defines their entire worth and being. It is who oh, they are. We're coming at it from totally... I'll have to yeah. explain so, to you. Oh, so that's, that's totally... Where, di- I I I, yeah. I had
1: never been encountered with that. The whole
0: statement of my, being a sinner is just such a a a. I just actually can't stand that term because it's the, the definition of somebody not saved by Christ to the Christian. And would you call anybody a sinner? Uh, Okay, so from what I came from,
1: like, yeah. My from what I used to have as my theology, was everyone was... Uh, a sinner regardless of if you are saved or not mm-hmm. because we're all broken you know in a post-lapsarian world like and that's consistent with Jesus' teaching Sure, you know
0: uh, I mean he called out like but, his but people a sinner saved by Christ is is different that's what I mean. Like, oh, see, I never
1: experienced that. Yeah, yeah. I never, I never differentiated that. So oh, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, so yeah, if you totally. had that experience oh, in yeah. that indoctrination, that's like, dude, that oh, is yeah. super rough. <laughs> that is so hardcore. Got some deep wounds here, Michael. dude. That Get is this. like, I, dude. Oh, uh, <laughs> whoever is in that camp,
0: run. I, um, I'm afraid this man might be based on his lyrical content. No, but, I hope anyways, yeah, to try and. It's funny <laughs> That's because. That's why I said, Jesus, save us from your followers because uh, they're doing a lot of damage here. The, the funny thing
1: is, the first time I ever saw that saying was on a bumper
0: sticker sold at a porn store. Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, the first time I saw that was on the, gu- the guitarist of POD. Played in a band called um, the Accident Experiment with Pete Stewart from Grandma Train. Yeah, and they played a live show. And dude's a big guy. The, the yeah. ex-guitars from POD. He might play guitar with them again. I don't know. But he had it. That's it. Said, uh, "Yeah, Jesus save us from your followers." it <laughs> was so badass. But yeah,
1: no, that is. Anyway. It's a it's a clever line. So we haven't, yeah. I I'll probably wrap it up here. Dude, we didn't even talk about the song. Literally, the didn't even talk about the song. All. And and I love so much about their music.
0: Um, but can I can I give the the listeners just a very brief, fifty second walkthrough of the the song? Talk to the talk to the sinners <laughs> of the music. <media. laughs> <laughs> oh man! Can we? Dude, can you can know, we like refer to say, what's that? Can we refer to we can, what?
1: Sorry, like we've never. Uh, Even jokingly Because I've wanted to jokingly make some statements Like create some sort of Fan club name or whatever like people do But I'm like I'm not even going to go there Because I think it's sickening that people do that But if we did have Any sort of like Follower you know name believers. Right, like right. Justin, right. Justin Bieber's the sinners. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 wouldn't mind <laughs> if, so that we could say like, "Hey, all you sinners out there, uh, hope you're having a good week." Uh, and yeah, fuck you. All right, sorry. Uh, talk about the music. I'm sorry, dude. I, I, I uncovered something from you that I didn't even
0: know was like that, dude. I'm like, all right, yeah. So song song starts with four stick clicks. And I just, I, I most likely, I have not heard every song that starts with clicking the drumsticks four times in uh, rapid succession. But I probably like every song ever recorded that starts with four stick clicks in rapid succession. So right away, uh, you just know they're going to go balls out, right? (laughs) Then it opens with vocals and fast drums. It's immediate LCR mixing, left, center, right. The guitar parts—they're panned hard left and right, and they're the same in in both speakers. Dude, at thirty six seconds, I love the guitar. I love the guitar part. It actually extends a, the phrasing a little bit into the next phrase with um, a guitar harmonic, and they just—they run the phrase and then they end it at the beginning of the next one with this harmonic, and it just gives you this mood of where you just kind of want to like move your head sideways, like yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, they have a couple of moments like that. That's really great. And then at one minute, um, they add the sirening guitar. Uh, and it just adds a different layer. And at, at first, when it comes in, it's just one note. And they're just kind of, it, it more or less acts like a siren. Um, it's it's it happens when the lyrics are, keep my eyes from worthless things. Um, that's when that lyric is in. Um, up, up till... Up till that point, everything was really just duplicated left and right from a guitar standpoint. So that siren just kind of added a new layer. And to your point, this doesn't yeah, follow... Siren.
1: Okay, I know what you're talking about now. This, Yeah,
0: yeah. dude, I love that. And yep. this, to this point, it doesn't really... Um, or to your point from before, this doesn't really follow a verse-chorus-verse-chorus verse, chorus kind of a thing. They're just parts that mm. are coming. And and the parts are repeated um but that's you know, there's some stuff added. Oh, is there
1: some repeated part okay.
0: Yeah, from well from a from uh um just what the guitars are playing. Oh but, um, gotcha. Then the sirening turns into like that reverbed out guitar line at a minute forty. Um, which comes after there's like that soft picking part where it drops and then it comes in. And that kind of sirening guitar that was before, it starts with that same note, but then it actually moves into a line and it really adds depth. In fact, when we listened to this before, that was the part you're like, I like that second guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing, it really definitely um, uh, helps the the song progress. I, I actually feel like that guitar part is kind of reminiscent of like a me without you just reverbed out, yeah. Um, line maybe, maybe more from like Catch for the Foxes, kind yeah, of, yeah. Um, stage and, and a little bit of brother sister, but it just kind of had a little bit of that um, that style to me. Um, but then leading into the breakdown, how they just kind of have the chords hit and they kind of let let the chords kind of ring out a little bit, and then they obviously bust out the breakdown, which is nothing super fancy no, and yeah. i like that oh I, do you like that i was going to I, I was curious well, if you did or not i'm a fan of all different kinds of breakdowns michael no as doubt. you know no I, doubt. I mean we have uh, uh there are just some unbelievable like the bled has some guitar or some uh, guitar lines for breakdowns that just are super creative and and wouldn't be easy to play and they're all different kinds but sometimes just allowing the listener to just feel the 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 just the banging of the chords and being able to just move their head with it and not have to kind of like feel all the creative things going on and I love all the creative yeah no I'm stuff with you yeah probably more than I like straight chord stuff but like breaking it up like this it has its place oh for sure man. yeah it's it's just a really solid amazing part of the song and finishing out with it. I love it because there's nothing more that needs to be said lyrically or done musically. Yeah. It just, it finishes what it's supposed to. There's just no need to go back to some familiar part that you had b- heard before. It's all laid out. Yeah. And so, um, I think from a structure standpoint, it's, it's, um, uh, a pretty complete song. So but anyway, dude, I, I think, you know, <clears throat> the last episode, was Congratulations by the Juliana Theory. And that was a pretty lighthearted episode compared to this one. In fact, we just shit on the singer, the lyrics, really the lyrics, I should say, not the actual singing, but the lyrics... Quite a bit, and uh, it was kind of lighthearted. We didn't really get in depth, and then we got actually into some pretty heavy things on this one yes. from a lyrical standpoint. Yes. We should try to balance that out next episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, next episode. I think too. I would. Say, we're going to talk about abortion. <laughs> I, say, I don't really balance. <laughs> we're going to. We're going to debate. Um, um, no, I think it's
0: funny that the song I bring to the table, we can act like you know just a couple of high schoolers calling calling a dude Aww. a douchebag, and then the song you bring up, we actually get into some really kind of analytical good. good things and self-reflection and i feel like i'm just that dumb guy don't dude, I, I knew you're gonna go there don't no lines.
1: no don't do that you try and do that dude it's, if, that's pretty if great if anyone met you or i and i think you would agree with me on this because i feel like it's not a stretch for some people that meet me in real life to maybe think i'm just kind of adrift <laughs> and part part of me
0: see you laugh. Dude, you weren't laugh eye, that much. The, the look on your face and your <laughs> eyebrow movement when you said a drift. It was the whole package that the listener just couldn't see how you delivered the word a drift. If someone
1: met like Brandon and I in the workplace, okay, they would think Brandon squared away. I'm going to pay attention to this guy. I don't know about that guy over there in the corner. Maybe he'll pan out But he's suspicious Okay, so I don't like it when on the podcast You try and make me sound like I'm some fucking Anyways, uh, yeah, great um, Musical analysis, Mr. Brandon Um, I don't have Yeah, I'm not Bummed that we went there Because I think we're always constructing and deconstructing things Like in our head and our hearts You know, and so I think you and I are still, you know, growing as people spiritually. And there's much that we haven't been able to talk to other people about that we get to talk to each other about. And I think that's really cool, you know? I mean, especially like, you know, being a former Christian that still wants to have constructive conversations about spirituality is a little difficult because there's not many people that I'm able to engage in that with, you know? Um, It's a little easier to find people who want to talk about things spitefully with, you know, and that's not like, and that has its, it's not place too. It, it does. But it has its place because some, some yeah. of those people are just really fucking wounded from what there's they went baggage, through and I feel man. for them. Yeah, yeah so I don't like hold them down on that. But to be able to just talk about these things and analyze them and also just as much as I did before, like I still have a very strong urge to learn and I can't learn about things spiritually unless I talk about them, you know, and I think you and I see pretty eye to eye um, at least on a lot of things. And I think one thing that we have a difficult time with is when we feel like someone is confident in how they're assigning their understanding of other people spiritually. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's something that we really have a tough time with. So um, I don't feel bad that like this cropped up. Like um, I think it's inevitable with the lyrical con- Yeah, frustration in that this. you have and frustration that I have in talking about it. But at the end of the day... Um, Uh, this is one of the few bands, like I said in the very beginning, that's this evangelical that I can still rock, but I have to compartmentalize things. And even some of the things that you brought up, like when I went back and looked at him while we're talking about this, I'm like, oh yeah, like I wouldn't go there, you know, like with some of the lyrics that he even uses in this. Um, and there's, there's other tracks, um, there's some tracks that there's like certain parts where I just kind of not like cringy for me to listen to, but I'm just kind of like bummed because I can't experience them how I used to, you know, just because I have changed, um, since then. But at the end of the day, I will definitely give him credit for the, um, uh, like linguistic, um, kind of, uh, I don't know if I'd say linguistic, but like m- more like syllabic, like the syllabic pairing with the, with the words, like how yeah. he stresses his syllables on certain lines and how that oh, relates to the man. music. Yeah. Yeah. I just think he does super well with that.
0: Um, it's called a melody. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Uh, i'm sorry that was <laughs> such an asshole thing to say like that but you're my good friend I so yeah, I, I know i just couldn't really you. recover like you know the i had to like eat it, it. that felt like a it. brick <laughs>
1: that i just got shoved in my mouth and it's like chew on it here eat it <laughs> i just like i couldn't just nod and be like uh, i'm so yes, sorry man uh, no i you know i uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, sorry, I'm just going to make a joke. <laughs> I'm going to pray for you. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I just to, no, I'm going to pray for
1: you. I'm going to pray for me. I'm going to pray for us. I, um, I think,
0: <laughs> sounds like a mantra you've said before. All right. I'm, I'm, I, I want to say, I want to say this. It's called a melody. You <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> Please, uh, all right. I think, uh, uh, I think it can be productive, much more productive to, um, I guess, what are some cliche ways to put it? Not, not being high on your own supply, not liking the smell of your own shit. And I think what I begin to see at a very base level, when I think of, of, um, either somebody that is inside, um, a, a church system or a, I, I, I have to talk specifically about Christianity because it's what I know. Yeah, it was my experience. experience yeah, right? yeah. But you can fill in whatever religion or whatever right. system or whatever thing. Right? right. But for me, somebody that's on the inside of Christianity and believing what they believe and looking down on somebody on the outside, it is, that is no worse or better than somebody on the outside of it looking down on them as well. Right. So it can be most productive to try to be fair from both ends. And I've said many times throughout, throughout the episodes, you and I have had a chance to record together that some of the, the best experiences of my life are because of going through that church system. Mm -hmm. Some of the most solid relationships I have now and much of the, the, I believe much of the mentality I have and the lens that I look through was formed through that in a very positive way. And so um, I really try very hard to not put down certain ideals and certain things because there's baggage on both sides. Mm-hmm. And I really have a heart for somebody that might be just regurgitating something that a pastor set up on a, on a, on a stage somewhere. And, um, and so I, I try to, I try to like think like that's probably some of their experience. And so I shouldn't be so hard on them. Yeah. And, uh, um, so I, I, I want to say that though, because while there are a few things that kind of came up that I can go pretty hard on, if you want me to, I have opinions and I have thoughts, but I also think that most people don't 100% mean the things that they say. Yeah, they say things that sound good to fit in in the crowd that they want to fit in. Yeah, and that happens, and you just gotta gotta have some grace for it. Gotta have some understanding. Yeah, and uh, um, so anyway, <clears throat> I don't think that all people that have said love the sinner, hate the sinner, bad people. Oh, right. That, that is a shit saying. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. I I'm sure there's plenty of outstanding people that have said
0: that. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a very damaging. Yeah. Statement and so let's discuss it for another half hour. Ready? (laughs) Um, (laughs) all right, man. Do you have any piece to speak? I have spoken all of mine on this song. Um, I don't think so. I really like the syllables of the way that he said the words. (laughs) Damn it, I can't, I can't just not be. I can't just
1: not be. I'm, I I don't want to say I'm embarrassed. I think I'm just gonna cut. I just, (laughs) I just don't know. I just. I'm confused, because I don't know if I'm an idiot for not recognizing no. that. I mean, I guess that is what m- melody is, but I guess I it never is. realized it's, it's how, they, how they accentuate their syllables, and that is how you get melody.
0: It is, and see, that's why I'm such an asshole, because I treated it like it's just common knowledge, and you're dumb. And it's, it's not that it's that. It was, yeah.
1: It was very disrespectful. I'm high on and my I, own
0: supply. <laughs> and I how dare not, you? I, that's what I'm saying. See, this is why, I, this is why I'm saying, I'm, I'm calling it as it is. I'm the asshole because I'm the one telling somebody not to do that. And here I am smelling my own shit and loving it.
1: Okay. <laughs> I don't think that's
0: what you are doing. So I think you just made a good is, joke. Now I think you're taking it too life, far. This is no, my life lesson. No,
1: I think now, <laughs> I think you're condemning yourself. I think you're going back into uh, the trap. Uh, And we're going to get you out by me saying this. I think too, I forget that melody happens in screaming. Because when I think of melody, it's more like pop chorus. And I forget that that is being melodic. I didn't. I didn't think about yeah. That. Ultimately, yeah. At, at yeah, melody just, is much more than I, I really thought it was until you said that. Yeah. So you helped me
0: learn. It's really just the so pattern of the pattern of the way the singer is putting together the words and the notes <laughs> yeah. within it. It really is, and so like even screaming like that's that's a melody line, and and you can you can either harmonize with it or do gang vocals with it or whatever. But at yeah. the end of the day, there that's just really what the melody is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, dude. You, you all you did. Uh, which it was hilarious that would be the same thing as you like trying to find this very verbose way of explaining something about writing like about poetry and I'd just be like which you know what alliteration is so I'll just use this as an <laughs> example because it's something you already know so it doesn't sound like I'm fucking being condescending but that's like you saying this very like verbose explanation I'm just looking at you I'm like uh, yeah it's called alliteration yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's the same thing So I would have done the same thing so you didn't do anything wrong <laughs> So let's forgive ourselves. All right, um, I'll pray for you, Michael. I'll pray for. <laughs> I'll pray for all the sinners out there. All right.